In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 15, where I'll answer the question, what does God require? Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 15 says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them, you above all the peoples, as you are this day. Many of us want to know what the Lord requires of us, and the reason for that is because we probably want to do what the Lord wants, but we might want to make sure that we're doing the minimal amount necessary of what the Lord wants. This is one of those things that people will ask all the time, what do I need to do in order to be right with God? Well, Moses tells the people of Israel, as he is preparing them to enter into the promised land, precisely what it is that the Lord requires of them. Here are three thoughts from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 through 15, answering the question, what does God require? Thought number one, love. The Lord requires the people of Israel to love him. This is the baseline for everything that God demands and requires of his people. First and foremost, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. You have to love the Lord your God above even yourself. You have to love him beyond everything else. And from that, you will inevitably do all that the Lord requires. The love of God is what he requires of his people. And it's amazing, in this passage, in verse 15, it talks about how God loved Israel even before they loved him. He requires them love, but he has loved them first. And that is good for all of us to know. Thought number two, service. The Lord wants his people to serve him. He wants his people to live out their love for him by serving him in the ways that he has described. And the ways that he describes for his people to serve him are things that we know intrinsically are good. How do you serve the Lord? You serve the Lord by obeying his commands. How do you serve the Lord? You serve the Lord by taking care of your neighbor. How do you serve the Lord? You serve the Lord by devoting yourself to him and all of the things that he has said. The Lord requires that his people serve him and serve him alone. He will not tolerate his people to serve some other God, but this service that they offer to him needs to be exclusive. The many warnings that he gives to the people of Israel are that they are not to serve the gods of the people that are being displaced by them. They are not to serve the Baals, the Asheroth, or any of these other gods that the Canaanites serve. But they are to serve the Lord and the Lord alone. Thought number three, obedience. 
What does God require? God requires obedience to his commands. And this is one of those things that modern people I don't think like very much because we want to set our own standards for our behavior. We don't like the idea of some God or even some other person telling us what we ought to do. But the Lord commands the people of Israel that they be obedient to him, that they obey the commands that he's given them. And here's the amazing thing. The commands that he's given them are commands that will help them to live better lives. The commands that God gives to the people of Israel are commands that help them to be healthier, to be happier, to have better relationships within their family, have better relationships with their neighbors. All of the commands that the Lord gives are commands that will help them to be better people in general. And yet, we find that so often we don't want to obey the commands of the Lord. What is it that God requires? He requires obedience to his commands because he has all authority. He is the one who is able to command and set laws and guidelines for not only his people, but all of his creation. And we would do well to obey his commands. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Deuteronomy chapters 10 through 12. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by joining the Facebook group, Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.